Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Ten of my most significant love lessons. Let's see if I can do this in ten minutes. Okay, let's go. Number one, love is not a battlefield. Your head is. Pat Benatar was wrong. Um, here's the thing. Yes, love can feel like tiptoeing through a forest of explosives, and uh, that's probably what uh, Pat Benatar was feeling when she wrote that song. But ultimately... It's everything in between our ears that gives us that experience, right? So our thinking, wiring, definitions, triggers, insecurities, false beliefs about ourselves, all formed from our story, which includes previous love experiences. The destruction is real, but where it comes from is not love itself. It comes from us. Toxicity. Did I say that right? Toxicity doesn't come from love. It comes from a lack of self-awareness tools and the dynamic of uh, the relationship, right? So jealousy doesn't come from love. It comes from our own insecurities, uh, jumping to conclusions and making assumptions based on feelings instead of facts doesn't come from love. That comes from our cognitive distortions, right? So love is not a battlefield. Our head is. Okay. Number two, there is no such thing as perfect. I know that, um, we, we have this uh, image, uh, this, this poster of what we think that perfect love looks like. And I'll tell you what, um, one of the things that I've learned uh, very quickly is that there is no such thing as perfect. Relationships are built. It's really hard. And, you know, the chemistry, like the amount of attraction you have towards someone isn't directly telling or proportional to how easy it's going to be to build something. Actually, it's quite the opposite where if the attraction chemistry is extremely potent and if you feel that uh, lightning in the bottle, as they say, chances are uh, some of that may be dysfunction. And so to build a relationship, it is actually more difficult. So there's no such thing as perfect. Throw that shit away right now. Um, there, there are no perfect people. Uh, one can argue there's someone perfect for you. Okay. But relationships are not perfect. And if you think that your friend or what you're seeing on social media is people having perfect relationships, um, that is not true. If you pull the curtain back, you will see that we all have shit. We all have triggers. We all have shortcomings and to build something healthy and sustainable takes a lot of work. All right. Number three, um, if someone is unsure about you, it's never worth the investment. So actions always speak louder than words, and uh, this will be short. Uh, it's not what they say, it's what they do. So if you feel ambivalence, if you um, if their, their uh, words don't match up with what they're doing, then uh, they're most likely not that into you. Love is peeling an onion, not biting an apple. And so I believe after 40, how old am I? Almost 48 years on this planet that um, 
love is about the slow burn more so than the lightning, right? Um, it's not about biting an apple. It's about peeling an onion. And also, it takes time to get to know people, right? Um, we're not dating posters. We, we need to be with um, someone that we can actually do a 360 view and get to know um, how they re- react in, in difficult situations, right? Because we're doing life with someone and life is going to be challenging. So how, who are they when life is challenging, right? And so that takes time. That takes um, a shedding of a lot of layers to get to know someone on that level. And so I think love is peeling an onion, not biting an apple. All right, what number am I on? Am I on number five? I think I'm on number four. Okay, number five, and um, halfway there. I'm, ma- I'm making good time, guys. This is really rare for me. I'm trying to get this in under ten minutes. Number number five is if some. Uh, no, okay, let me switch. That's not a good one. Number five. Um, no one's ever really quote unquote ready for a relationship. It's like having children. When are you ever really ready? There's no. Uh, certain boxes that you check and when you check all of them your relationship you're ready for a relationship Uh, and and the reason is when you build something with someone um, you're getting to know them in real time right so you don't know what you're supposed to be ready for now generally um, you can be more ready right like if you are say going through a depression and you can't even take care of yourself well maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship right because um being in a relationship means to not only take care of yourself, but also uh, create a safe space for the other person. So if you're not in a place where, you're, where, you, where you can do that, if you don't have that kind of bandwidth, then sure, one can argue I'm not ready for a relationship. But um, as far as like, you know, people saying, um, okay, you have to, you know, check these boxes to be ready for a relationship. I don't believe in that. Um, You also don't know when you're going to meet someone, right? You can meet someone today. You can meet someone at the grocery store. You can meet someone. And usually uh, you meet people when you least expect to. People fall from the sky, especially today with the internet. (laughs) And so um, you're as ready as you're going to be. And what's important is you're on a path of being as ready as you're going to be. Um, And that's enough. Okay. Was that six? I believe that was six. Am I cheating? I don't know. Let's just say that was six. Um, number seven is, this is a good one, hold love, don't grab it. I, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to go into it. It's that simple. Hold glove. Did I say glove? Hold love with two hands as if you're feeding a pigeon. Don't grab it. Don't run after love. You interpret that the way that that makes sense to you. For me, it makes so much sense. It's one of my love lessons um, to hold love instead of grabbing it. If I find myself grabbing love, I know that I'm not loving in a healthy way. All right. Uh, Number eight. I'm pretty sure I skipped one or two. Number eight, you can always love harder. And by harder, I mean ownership. I mean um, looking inward. I mean trying to understand before trying to be understood. I mean practicing compassion, gratitude. I don't mean love harder as in grab the person often and smash your face against theirs. I'm not saying love harder as in be aggressive or lose yourself in someone else. Uh, Love harder 
means to me um, to look inward. It's an inward process. All right, number, did I say eight? Uh, number eight, ooh, I'm only at seven minutes and 43 seconds. Number eight, um, let's, uh, now I'm thinking of one. Uh, let's say, okay, here we, are. here we go. Number eight, if someone wants to be with you, you will know. It doesn't matter, because uh, I think a lot of people, um, we kind of pull a, a Korean exit. That's me at a party, slipping out the back door without saying bye. I do it at every party, um, usually about 20 minutes after I arrive. Um, a lot of people do that when they're dating. They slip out the back. You know what's the worst? The worst is when people say, hey, you know what? You deserve someone better than me. Oh, that shit makes me so mad. It's um, cowardly, right? And uh, you will know if someone wants to be with you. And if someone is ambivalent and they're not telling you why, um, ambivalent can be okay if there's a reason, right? And they're being transparent about it. I've been ambivalent in my relationships in the beginning, um, but I was upfront and I was honest and I was telling them why, right? So in those situations, um, they may still want to be with you. They're just going through their own personal stuff. But if they're ambivalent and making up weird ex uh, excuses and saying that you deserve someone better or shit like that, they don't want to be with you. All right. I'm going to go to number – I think that's all I have. Hey, let's end with this. Um, and I'm just going to say this is number 10 because uh, I've got 30 seconds. And it may have been number 10 or number 8 or 9. I don't know. Um I build a bus while I'm driving it, and that includes my podcast episodes. Number 10 is that dating can be fun. I know that we live in a very toxic dating landscape with dick pics, and uh, we have turned ourselves into baseball cards. But if you have the right mindset, if you are connecting to yourself, if you are into dating to hear stories, not to find the one, if you put weight on the belief and not the promise, and you're using dating as an exercise, as a vehicle to discover um, more about you and to connect to you and, and um, give yourself new love experiences, right, without the pressure, then dating can be fun. It's a choice to believe that. I have always chose to believe that even when dating was hard and it was lonely and no one liked me and it was shitty. <laughs> even in those times, I was like, you know what? I'd rather feel like this while I'm single than while I'm in a relationship. So it's all good. Anyway, thank you for listening. Those are my 10-ish um, <laughs> love lessons uh, in a shot glass. Hey, I wanted to remind you, if you're not getting my text, you should uh, get my text. I send out texts every day, and I send them out around 6.30 a.m., which may be a little early for you. Um, and then at the end of the week, I send out a link to a Google Doc, and we're rotating topics. Uh, these aren't automated texts by a bot. They are from me, and uh, it's, it, it is $5 a month. I do have to pay for these texts, and it's only U.S. and Canada. But if you want them, um, they've helped so many just kind of wake up and uh, start with a, a new, fresh mindset or perspective. You can find them at theangrytherapist.com. Thank you for listening. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people, 
and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.